Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Yes, I am a black, gay, African immigrant. That's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of things going on, but I don't think I'm unique. I don't believe in that. I believe that there's too many similarities amongst us to ignore. Like I know for a fact that everyone has an enemy list. At least one person. Like you don't want to kill them, but you want to watch them die. (laughs) We all have that list. I have my enemy list. It's a very short, very concise list. First person on that list uh, is a gentleman that offered me a cookie but then handed me a Fig Newton. (laughs) Those two things aren't comparable. Close your eyes. Imagine a cookie. Is anybody here thinking of a nasty brick of fiber (laughs) with gross ass jelly in the middle? The only time you can offer someone a Fig Newton is if you follow up with a question, can you please throw this away from me? (laughs) The garbage is so far away. Sutniks, sut butts, as someone sent in uh, a couple others here. That was Solomon Giorgio from his Comedy Central Presents. Uh, you can see the rest of that set. You can see a lot of that set on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page. They've got two clips from it that are both great. Solomon Giorgio, check it out. Uh, I am Tom Takar. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm joined, as always, by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you, Coach? Doing very well. You know, I'm out oh, here. Yeah. Dude, two people sent in sut butts. What's I don't up with I that? don't know if I'm about sut butts and sut butters. I don't uh, I don't know about that, but I appreciate people sending them in. If you have a nickname request, S U T T Pod at gmail.com. And we got one that I kinda like here. This is from uh Paula. She sent in uh Tom Fooligans. I like Tom Fooligans. Tom Fooligans isn't bad. Again, I know you don't like this, but I I like it to be coach inclusive. Uh, but really nice. uh, Tom Fooligans is the is the best I've seen so far. I think. I like I like Tom Fooligans. I'm really not gonna lie. All right. Like, well, that's there's good. that's at least the, we're done. <laughs> I'm still getting emails about chuckleheads from people who are pro against. Forget it. <laughs> it's over. Never again. Also, I've gotten a bunch of emails from people. Because we we did some ranting uh, maybe an episode or two ago now about people's uh, negativity, and uh, I appreciate all the positivity people are sending in. Uh, Like I said, I'm not going to read it, but a lot of people saying, F the haters. I don't even think we have that many (laughs) haters. It's just just enough to piss us off, but you know. If I'm being honest, I don't think we had haters. I just wasn't being loved enough. I I, I just, you know, that's how I am. That's how I'm wired. I don't get enough of it. 
Yeah, I don't uh, think anyone was yeah. hating. I was just like, hey, man, I'm not feeling, you know. I'm a, I'm a, well, there's plenty of it coming in now, and uh, people are sending very nice stuff in. Again, it's S-U-T-T-Pod at gmail.com, and uh, yeah, we appreciate it. There's, awesome. uh, there's a lot of stuff to get to today, actually. Um, very exciting stuff. I, I want to make a correction real fast. Uh-oh. So I got a call from my mom yesterday. Apparently, I've I've messed up the facts. <laughs> and, um, I I was joking about how we had she has the same she has an email address that's my name because when I was a kid when I, she started an email and she just picked one and it was she used my name uh-huh. and I I was joking that it's like you can have more than one email address but apparently back in the day you had to pay per email address she said oh. so. She verbally slapped me over the head and told me to, to watch facts. my mouth. No, she was she was just laughing about it. And uh, she didn't say that she wasn't flirting with Coach T, though, so that's still on the table. I don't know I, I, uh, about all that. I, I think so, so, so highly of her son, I couldn't even fathom such a thought. I just think she wants to bake me an apple pie. <laughs> it could be she has world famous cookies. Uh, yeah, D- does she really? Coach, yeah, she actually does that. She uh, she won in a or she uh, she was maybe runner up for a competition in my hometown. What what kind of cookies? What kind of cookies? She puts nuts in them and uh, chocolate chips. It's very good. Oh, I wow. uh, I'm a big fan. But oh, uh, yeah, shout out to my mom and uh, an apology, uh, a redaction for. Uh, <laughs> For my misspeaking, um, we have uh, we have some jokes that people sent in. Lots of jokes being sent in, and I appreciate it. Uh, they're fun to read. Some of them are truly unhinged, and some of them <laughs> I like. I like reading those ones just as much as I like reading the uh, the good ones. Uh, they're kind of hard to sort through here. So let me let me see what I got here. There's one that was pretty relevant. To uh to what's going on this it might not be I mean I'm, yeah it will still be when this episode comes out because the election has not ended yet by the way vote if you haven't already it's uh I mailed in mine yesterday feels good got my little sticker and all that shit um this was from Hart Shouldis very strange name but uh, uh, Hart Shouldis it, it says Shouldis like uh like a shoulder but I, with ice at the end of instead and, of and her. the first name was Hart. H A R T, yeah. This is Hart Shoulders wrote in. Sounds like uh, an old linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Hart Shoulders is really killing my fantasy team this week. <laughs> exactly. Here's what we got from Hart Shoulders. They wrote, uh, candidates in presidential debates should be able to tag in backup WWE style. Imagine how exciting it would be if just as Joe Biden started to flounder, the lights went out, Fleetwood Mac started playing over the PA, and the moderator screamed, Oh my God, that's Bill Clinton's music! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I like that's it. A, you got me that's laughing. That's a good idea. You got me laughing. That would be <laughs> you great. You made Coach laugh. There you go. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Good oh. work, heart, shoulders. Uh, <laughs> I got one more here that I uh, will read as well. This is from uh, my friend Samantha Berkman sent one in. Okay. Uh, she said, I have a beach body in that I still have sand in my butt crack from five summers ago. Oh, man. That's a solid <laughs> joke. It is a solid joke, but I'm going to need a visual. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, coach. It matters when they tell the jokes. 
<laughs> what kind of visual you talking? You think she tells this joke and then just shows her butt crack? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but I mean, it, you know, if she's like really petite and everything. I'm like, I don't know if I buy that. But I'm laughing if it if she looks like Fortune. You know, like oh, that's hilarious. Because sure, sure, I can imagine sure. Fortune having some old sand in her ass. Yeah, yeah. No, Samantha's very funny. Chicago comic uh, runs a great show in Chicago called Camp. I'm sh- almost certain it's not happening right now. But if it is, go check it out. Speaking of shows. Quick little plug for myself. I'm going to be going on a little mini tour of, uh, you know, social distance, all that shit uh, tour. I'm going to Cincinnati, Ohio. I'll be there uh, October 16th and 17th. I'm going to be at Go Bananas in their parking lot. They're doing outdoor shows that look really cool. I'm very excited to do it. That's on the 16th. I'll be at the Comet Outdoors uh, on the 17th. I'm also doing some stuff in Indianapolis that next week, so look out for that. But I'll be at the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, that's October 23rd and 24th, I believe. So if you're around there, come check that out. I think you can also uh, watch the Comedy Attic ones online if you don't feel like going out. Uh, I totally understand. Uh, it is masked up and uh, social distance and all that good stuff. But yeah, if you go to their website, ComedyAttic.com, get tickets and all that good stuff. And... Uh, I think we should get to the clips, man. I, we got some. We got some hot ones. What do you think, Coach? Let's do it. What do, what do you pick for us? Well, I I know what you pick for us, but it is kind of interesting. <laughs> I I got to tell you, I I picked today based on an email that I got from somebody. Actually, Cincinnati comedian, uh, I believe, sent this in. Josh O'Neill. Let me find this email because I want to. Uh, I don't want to mess this up. He said, "Hey Tom, loving the podcast. Part of me wants to test your comedy knowledge and hopefully stump your little ass. What? But, but even if you know him, I want to recommend a comic not many people talk about, and that is David O. Doherty. His half hour back in 2012 is full of genius musical uh, musical comedy. The whole thing's great, but I think listeners would love the FAQ for the DOD or his song about texting. I miss you, and I hope you're well, Josh Oatmeal." Um, I did not play the FAQ for the DOD. That isn't his opener. It's really good. I highly recommend you checking it out. But I did uh, decide to play a couple, a couple clips from the very half hour that Josh O'Neill uh, is talking about. I remembered the FAQ for the DOD as soon as it started up. Uh, this guy's great. And oh, I oh, figured, Tom, Tom. yes, yes. Uh- don't you aren't you concerned that the fans are gonna be upset because they like make requests and you're like, Oh, that's a good request. Not gonna play it. Gonna play some other <laughs> shit from that guy. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I forgot that he requested that particular <laughs> bit. I did put the texting bit in though. Could you, Look, could you imagine I'll if, I was the, a, if I was a I DJ and they're like <laughs> Hey, play this song by Tupac. That's oh, great. I'm gonna play some Tupac, but not your fucking song. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They gotta be happy with the scraps they're giving. You know, <laughs> you don't always get what you want. This show is hey. about teaching people lessons. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm not gonna spoon feed it to you. If you want the FAQ for the DOD, you gotta look it up. Uh, hopefully, Comedy Central just puts it on the YouTube forum because I did forget. <laughs> and, um, it's all good. But I did. I think I did put the texting song on here, though. Uh, I listened to this about a week ago, so it's it's been a minute. But you know, a lot of people have asked me in the emails about themes for shows. I've said it before. I'm not big on themes because I don't like anti-theme. the repetition of material on here. What's that? I said, yeah, you're anti-theme. I'm anti-theme. I'm uh yeah I'm I'm not into themes for for comedy shows because I don't want it to become too repetitive but this week 
I did see a theme, and I decided to run with it, and that theme was musical comedy. Uh, watching David O'Doherty uh, reminded me of how much I, I loved Garfunkel and Oates back in the day, and I decided I'd play a little clip from their half hour as well. So it's a musical day on stand-up uh, with Tom Takar. So uh, let's hear Garfunkel and Oates and David O'Doherty. So Pat Robertson went on his show, The 700 Club, to discuss the gay marriage debate. Yeah, and for those of you who haven't seen it, you can watch it at like 4.30 in the morning on ABC Family. And it kind of looks like a Canadian show. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like but you don't know why. That's, that's his show. And he said on the show, if we legalize gay marriage, it'll lead to legalizing sex with ducks. But he only said ducks. Yeah, we kind of think there are other animals that are more in danger of getting violated. <laughs> you know, but then we thought about it and we realized he's totally right. You know, two people committing their lives to one another and becoming a family in front of other friends and loved ones and putting your penis in a duck, same thing. So, uh, Pat Robertson, this song's for you. <laughs> Robertson once said it's a long downward slide that'll lead to legalizing sex with ducks if two men can stand side by side and god I hope he's right cause if gay marriage becomes lawful gonna find myself a duck and legally do something awful ducks sex with ducks we'll do it in the rain ducks yeah ducks Got those web feet on my brain We'll find a pond, we'll find a puddle Put your beak in mine and we'll cuddle It's a feeling I can't name When sex with ducks and gay marriage are one in the same <laughs> Gonna goose that goose, gonna quack that swan Gonna rubber my ducky all night long Gonna whack that mallard till its feathers bloom Gonna Huey Dewey Louie all over the room Scrooge McDuck, gonna give it to you Dive into your gold until you say DuckTales Those feathered bodies are insane We'll find a pond, we'll find a puddle I'll be the wind beneath your wings and we'll cuddle It's a feeling I can't name When sex with ducks and gay marriage are one in the same One in the same So one night, Ricky got the most amazing booty call message of all time. And it went like this, exactly. Hey Ricky, it's Malcolm. I'm calling because I'm drunk and I know you won't judge me. So let's get into some crazy naked alcohol. Just got real. And then he hung up. You, you don't know this guy. You don't know where he lives. Like, that is real confidence. Like, he's just like, you know what? I don't even need to say where I am. She will find me. <laughs> yeah. I thought about what I'd say to him, and I think it'd go a little something like this. You text at three in the morning. 
and you misspell my name. You've slept with half my friends on Facebook, and most of them think you are lame. You say that with me it's different, and you're not that big of a dick. And if you disappear, it's because you're busy, not because you're with some other chick. I know that this might be uncouth, but I decided to tell you the truth. My self-esteem's not low enough to date you. It's close, but not quite there. Give me time to get a little more desperate, and you and I can make an awesome pair. A totally awesome pair. I seem like your perfect target, like I've been lonely for too long. You think I haven't had sex in forever. And I'll admit that you're not wrong But I would rather have no one Than this crap, let me reaffirm I wouldn't touch your dick if I'd been poisoned And the antidote was in your sperm I know that this might be uncouth But I decided to tell you the truth My self-esteem's not low enough to date you It's so close, but not quite there Give me time to get a little more wasted And you and I could make an awesome pair are rappers yeah. and we're also very late bloomers yeah we kissed someone in like seventh grade and then nothing 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 college kind of nothing sex and so we just skip third base altogether yeah basically we're really bad at giving hand jobs yeah. we never learned and once you're 30 no one will teach you so this is really more of a cautionary tale. You don't want to end up like this. <laughs> I was in a situation where I was trying to give a hand job once and the guy was just like, you know what, just let me do it, let me do it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm just not good at that. I felt really bad. But, but then we did have that nice fan and he saw that we had this problem. He's like, you know, here is a link to a how-to. And so I clicked on it and there was only one step. It said, use your mouth. <laughs> DJ, hit us up. We made this beat ourselves. That's why it's so good. Oh yeah. Hand job, land job, I don't understand job. I got a problem and I can't contain it. I'll use my icky sticky rhyme to help me explain it. Jay-Z like Stonehenge to me. Robert Sack can't even unsolve this mystery. I'm the messed up child of a baby boomer. I was in the gifted class, but a total late bloomer. Now I got a secret to get off my chest. Went from kissing to sex, but never learned the rest. In high school, I was in the marching band, not learning what to do with my hand. While other girls were dripping like a Jackson Pollock, I blossomed later than Mayim Bialik. <laughs> I'm investigating bones like Dave Chanel, trying to make it stand up like Dave Chappelle. When I stare down the barrel of a semi-hard dick, I feel more singled out than Chris Hardwick. I said he boxed Shaq Rock and Isaac Asimov, but I wasn't on the ski bus jerking people off. Wouldn't let you touch my chest like your vapor rubbing Vixen, let alone deep throat your tricky dick Nixon. I want to learn how to make your water gates flow. I'm resigned Spiro Agnew that I might never know. How to HJ your LB Johnson know less about dicks than Samantha Ronson. <laughs> I should have explored new frontiers like Will Wheaton, but I was more conservative than Alex P. Keaton. I've fallen into crisis just like the Dow. I want to give a hand up, but I don't know how. 
bland job, I don't understand job. Do I spit, do I squeeze, do I ever touch the top? How can I learn when you always make me stop? full-blown investigation to unlock the secrets of ejaculation. I need a translator like I'm reading Balzac to crack the Rosetta Stone over your Balzac. <laughs> the top is the part that confuses me the most. It looks like a silly putty Pac-Man ghost. Sometimes it's jello jiggling, sometimes it's denser, but they all look like a Darth Vader Pez dispenser. <gasps> like Sam Jackson, I'm not as good as Shaft when it's soft and flabby like President Taft. It's like a deep south queen that you want to make straight. Will I make it up right if I move it like a shake? Wait, move it like a shake. Wait, move it like a shake. Wait. Now pumping like brakes that aren't anti-lock. Try not to go cycle on your Alfred Hitchcock. I go a little faster and then I retard. It's like a hamster that you don't want to squeeze too hard. I'm working my hand till it gets arthritis. I'll be holding till I get the golden touch of Midas. I think therefore I am getting my day card on till I fully comprehend your Marsha Gay hard on. But the biggest throbbing question of all Seriously, what do you do with the balls? Do I roll them like dice? Do I mow them like clay? Do I tickle them like Elmo or throw them like a party? <laughs> do I move them all around or cup it slow? Do the two old critic puppets from the Muppet Show just sitting there cranky and superfluous? How about I don't touch them unless you insist? <laughs> Hand job, land job, I don't understand job. Do I spit, do I squeeze, do I ever touch the top? How can I learn when you always make me stop? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is David O'Doherty, and this should answer any other questions that you might have. FAQ for the DOD, FAQ for the DOD, FAQ for the DOD. Frequently asked questions for David O'Doherty, FAQ for the DOD. Where are you from? I'm from Dublin City. What are your hobbies? Cycling and frisbee. What have you got in store for us tonight? I'm gonna rock your world in quite a gentle way Like a delicious cake as opposed to a bag of drugs Do you have a sidekick? No, I'm the only one in it Do you stand up at all? Yes, in a minute How do you describe your style of comedy? I call it very low energy musical whimsy Or phlegmy Apart from phlegmy, do you have any other skills? Yes, I do I can touch type 40 words a minute of a full driving license with no points on it. I have a decent knowledge of geography and a basic award in water safety. So my gigs very rarely end with drownings. Where do you write your material in bed at home? What's the capital of Botswana? Gaborone geography. What do you think is the secret of a great comedian? Oh, you're laughing. Please be my friends. <laughs> do you believe in God? No, none. Who's your favorite Beatle? George Harrison. How do you know if you're with the right one? If you're not with this person until the right one comes along? 
That's quite a complicated question, and what I have to admit, I'm not actually asked all that frequently, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with not wanting to make out with other people. FAQ for the DOD. to be here, so complicated. I had to get a special visa to come and do gigs here. And the actual wording on the visa I have says, David O'Doherty is an alien with extraordinary ability. <laughs> and that is big talk right there. Especially when you've always had a mild complex about looking like Alf. <laughs> I, uh... I'm from Ireland, and it's similar to Boston. It is similar in I'd say the main difference would just be day-to-day -day life in Ireland. It's just a bit more mystical. You know, more smoke machines and synthesized. Like, ah! It's more like living in an Enya song. To give you a little bit of history, I guess, if you don't know about Ireland, going right back, Ireland's indigenous people were the leprechauns or the Lepretians, as no one calls them, and they died out tragically owing to the fact that they were all male and that they never existed in the first place. Nothing will kill a race off quicker than never actually having existed. And then the next major character in Irish history is St. Patrick, and St. Patrick is the patron saint of strangers peeing in your front garden. <laughs> And that is how he is still commemorated around the world for one day every year. God used to be huge where I come from, like bigger than MySpace or R. Kelly. Not so much anymore. I think, to be honest, whatever people used to get from the Lord, I just get the same thing now from the internet because they're similar in that they're like invisible, but all around us. And they know freaking everything. <laughs> That's the advantage the internet has over the Lord, is that you can ask the internet quite specific questions. <laughs> like we were always told as children, ask God anything, God is always listening. So I'd be like, God, why do bad people always seem to do so well in the world? And God would be like, well, David, here is a very ambiguous book. <laughs> Well, with the internet, he'd be much more specific, you know, be like, did OMC have any other hits apart from How Bizarre? <laughs> no, he did not. Thank you, internet lord, look and learn. <laughs> Can't illegally download Deadwood off you either. <laughs> Ireland used to get invaded a lot. It's a very easy country to invade. It's quite small and the people are quite friendly. <laughs> Initially, we don't mind that much. I think my favorite invasion is definitely the Vikings, though, because they came in the 9th and the 10th century and they raped and they pillaged and they wrecked the place. And they're so unlike any Danish or Swedish or Norwegian people I have ever met today. It's like they must have just woken up one morning and gone, hey, you know, let's not rape and pillage anymore. Let's invent the Lego. Open IKEA shops around the world. In fact, the original Viking longships came in a flat box. It was about that size. <laughs> this is a song about technology. 
My friend was in a restaurant on a date and the date was going really badly. The guy was the most boring and stupid guy I'd ever been on a date with her. He's wondering why he'd gone on a date with such a boring and stupid guy. Just then the boring and stupid guy got up and went to the loo. And my friend decided to send a text message to another one of our friends outlining the ways in which the guy was both boring and stupid and including in it some direct quotes of things that he'd said that were boring and stupid. But when the boring and stupid guy came back from the loo, he could barely talk and he'd obviously just been crying. And my friend realized that he'd sent a text to the person the text was about. <laughs> yes, he'd sent a text to the person the text was about. I was once breaking up with this girl and it was quite a messy breakup. I believed that she was carrying on with the next boyfriend of hers, at least that was my theory. So I decided to tell a friend of mine who lives in London about my theory. And I decided to tell him through the medium of a text message. Now the thing is, my friend who lives in London, his name is like one digit different from her name. Like his name's Paul and her name's Paula. That's an inappropriate example I shouldn't use because Paula is the name of another girl. I used to wear when this song is not about Paula. <laughs> Paula's great. But I guess I must have been leaping down through the names of my mobile phone. I must have seen the first few letters of his name and hit send. And as the Nokia sending icon flashed backwards and forwards, I realized what I'd done. I felt simultaneously more alive and yet more dead than I'd ever felt before. Because I'd sent a text to the person the text was about. You can try and pretend that it was just a joke. Ah. <laughs> that you were just being inappropriately rude and hilarious, over-the-top, inappropriately jokey way. But you can never be sure if the person believes you, so your relationship's effectively ruined anyway. You can just be honest and apologize, but now they know what you actually think about them. Probably the best thing you can do is just delete their details from your phone. <laughs> and hope you never, ever, ever see them again. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was doing this song for the first time, and originally it was just the first two verses, and it ended with that last bit right there. And on my way home, after trying out the song, I felt a text message in my pocket, so I pulled up my bike to see who it was from. It was from a friend of mine who'd been at the gig, and the text message said, that was the worst gig I've ever seen him do. He used to be funny, but he's really lost it lately. Complete bull <laughs> And even though he phoned up a minute later, and we had a good laugh about what a hilarious prank he played, I still can't be sure. He didn't send a text to the person the text was about. Thank you. All right, you just heard Garfunkel and Oates and David O'Doherty. And you see there, Coach, I'm not such an asshole. I played the FAQ from the DOD, the FAQ of the DOD bit from David O'Doherty. I just forgot I did. And uh, that makes me the fool. But you know what? I give the people what they want from time to time. I knew it. And uh, I give these dogs a bone. And uh, you know what else I forgot to do? 
is I forgot to tell people how to send joke submissions in because you can't just send it to that email. You got to do it through the website that's uh, on Comedy Central's website, cc.com. If you go to podcast, you'll see our page. But also, if you want a quick way, you can go to my Instagram. It's Tom Takar, T-H-A-K-K-A-R, and it's in my bio. It's the link on there. You just click that, and then you can submit a joke. And, uh, yeah, you just heard Garfunkel and Oates and David O'Doherty, some musical comedy. I hope you enjoyed it. What did you, what did you think, Coach? You know, it's really crazy because when you sent this over, I was like, Garfunkel and Oates, who are these guys? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and then I was like, so, you know, I take a look at it because I like that title. And I love those, th- that comedy duo. I'm unfamiliar with them, but I remember they had something called like Handjob. Handjob, Blandjob. Yes, I, I thought that song was ingenious. That had me. It's fun. a great song. It's, it's very fun. It's a, it's a, it's more than a dick joke. It's a good time, and I, I really like it. That is, uh, it's so honest. It's so honest, and um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and so I appreciate uh, some, you know, somebody having a good time, uh, being whimsical about about sex, and uh, the the way they sing about it, it's very funny. It was a great video, and it had me hooked, but I had no idea that that was like the name of the comedy duo. Yeah, Garfunkel and Oates, of course, based on uh, Simon and Garfunkel and Hall and Oates, um, and they combined. And it's Ricky Lindholm as Garfunkel and Kate Micucci as Oates. I loved them uh, when I first saw them, and uh, they're, they're great. And uh, they definitely inspired a generation of... Uh, of get not even what do you call it ukulele uh playing Crazy. comedians <laughs> yeah some yeah. some good some really really bad and yeah. um but they are great and uh, i saw them at the comedy attic years ago and my buddy opened for them they were so nice and just murdered and yeah, they had a huge fan base that i i wasn't aware of how huge they were but they are they are very popular and um yeah i remember when kate mccucci was on scrubs i was so excited because i was like i I already am a fan of this person. It was uh, it was great. That's awesome. But uh, I want to get into um, some some more business here. Oh boy! I got I got an email from uh, from this guy, and it says uh, joke detective slash advice. This is from Jonathan Eva. He says, "Hey Tom and Coach, first off, love the show. Uh, I was wondering if there was a place where we could look at old joke detectives. I can't remember all of them." And I have time to look now. Uh, we don't have that, I don't think. But if you just, you know, fast forward to uh, around this part in the show, that's where they usually are. So it's it's easy enough to find, I think. What's this guy's name? This is Jonathan Eva. Uh, I think Jonathan should um, log in to as many devices as he can and continually listen to the down, to the podcast just so we can get so many more listens. There you go. That's, that's a good how, idea. You know, help the show out, you know? <laughs> yeah, help us out. Get us some more downloads. Uh, in fact, all of you guys do that. Exactly. Get as many devices going as you Everybody. can. So Let's if you're get only, this to number one. If you're only subscribed to one platform, I, I don't know about your loyalty. Like, I think you, should, <laughs> <laughs> you, need, to buy, uh, you need to have an Obama phone and just have it logged in just for us. <laughs> I think if if you guys want to be true, uh, what was it, Tom Foolers or whatever, or Tom, Tom Foolers, Fools. Tom Fooligans, <laughs> Tom Fooligans or whatever, then you gotta you gotta do that. Um, 
He did say, second, I'm uh, looking at making a move, and my instinct says New York, but Austin is also on the table. Do you think that moving to New York is as important as always? I guess what I don't want to happen is build my comedy career in Austin, then start over from ground zero in New York five years later. And then he sent some some nicknames in. Um, I have a tough time saying not to move to New York because... For example, I did. I had four shows yesterday. It's still, you know, it's still popular here. It's gonna shut back down, but everything is. And I would have told you to move to Austin one year ago. I would have said move to Austin. It's why a great you, comedy town. Why would you say that? I would say move if you are new to comedy. If you're somebody who's within your first two years, maybe Austin, Chicago, Denver. These are great comedy cities. But why, because, why a year ago? Uh, because everything... I, the reason I would uh, not say Austin right this second is, uh, sadly, so many things have shut down and they don't have Cap City anymore, which oh. is the main reason to move there. Although they do have a great, great local scene and a lot of my favorite comedians came out of that scene. People like Brennan Walsh and Martin Urbano and just a ton of ton of great comics. Um, too many to even name. But it's... Uh, it's a great scene. Uh, there's great comics even there right now. I mean, Mike McRae is there. Uh, I know. I think Martha Kelly's from there. It's a it's a great scene, but uh, it's it's harder now to do stuff there. Uh, maybe Chicago, I would say, because here's here's my advice to somebody who's within the first two or three years of uh, of their career, and this is all assuming that this pandemic ends within a reasonable amount of time to where you'd, you'd be able to resume a normal comedy career. Cause otherwise you might as well stay where you are to be honest, because you can do zoom shows. And once it gets cold, I think a lot of this stuff is going to shut down again. So, um, I would, I would advise moving to a middle ground city. And the reason I say that is when you're in New York or LA, there are headhunters here. There are people talent scouting. Basically, you can get seen by the wrong people uh, too early, or the you can get seen by the people who can make things happen in your career too early, and the first impression you make will last for a long time. So, if you move into a city having done comedy for enough time to where you've really built something and you can impress people, that's when you want to strike. That's that's what I would say. That's what I did. And I've heard from industry insiders that that's what they like. To, they like to see somebody who's already their full product. And it's hard to manage when that time is. But I can tell you if you're brand new, it's not, it's not now. That's one school of thought. The other school of thought is get here as fast as possible. And that way people will know you and you'll have built a network that you don't have to start over. I started over three times, so... It's not as it sucks, but it's it's part of it, and you, you get better like you, every time. You moved and started over three times. I moved three times. I moved to Ohio. I moved to Chicago, and I moved to New York. And each time, you have to prove yourself again to a new scene, and it's a pain in the ass uh, because nobody wants a new comic in their city. Like uh-huh. there's only so, there's only so many mouths that get fed, and so proving that you deserve to be one of those in a in a scene that you're new to is hard, but. It's it's necessary as well, and I think that it makes you stronger. I really four times I've had to do it because L.A. too, but that's a it gets easier once you've done it enough that you you start visiting places and you build a network that way too. But I I would say move somewhere before New York if you're if you're trying to. 
I, I, I yeah. would, just based on the conversations that I've had, I'd have to ask the guy, like, what is your goal? If your goal is like, hey, I want to do comedy, I want to get on TV, it's like, well, okay, that, that has to factor in. If your goal is like, I want to become the sharpest comedian in the whole entire world, yes. one thing that people have mentioned that I've heard comics say is like, oh, yeah, I was killing it in, in this little small city, but then when I came to this city, you know, it, uh, my shit wasn't really working. So it's mm-hmm. almost like um, the audience, like when the audience has more access to comedy, you get to develop your comedy stronger. Is kind of what I understood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Was, yeah. I I think this is where somewhere like Chicago comes in handy because it the people there are really there's a lot of people who have been doing it 15, 20 years there and who just want to stay in Chicago and who are great, and so they they push you to be sharp. But it's also a place that you're slightly safer from uh, getting seen by, you know, there is industry there, but it's not, it's not as big. And you can just sharpen your tools and you can, like I said, this is if there's not, in a world without a pandemic, you can travel to Milwaukee. It's very easy to get places. I think that's a good move. But again, New York is, I think, the best place for stand-up comedy and if you want to be really challenged then yeah it's it's a great place to come to so it's you know those are but those are the two things to weigh i think i would I, i'd have to question the brand newness of it though right yeah because yeah new york ain't the place to go doing new shit like that like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah it's not an environment for that because like i so i guess it's like I've always viewed the the stand up lifestyle as more of like a lifestyle and less of a something that you're doing. It becomes your whole entire lifestyle. And like, is this uh you know listener willing to commit to that lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Sure. I yeah, I'm curious about that too. So let us know, Jonathan. Uh, email me again, and I'll uh I'll we'll follow up from there. But I will say this about New York: people are saying it's getting more dangerous. <laughs> um, I had somebody punch me in the head uh, a couple days ago, just randomly on the street. I got Rick Moranis, coach. Tom, are you serious? I'm not kidding. I was walking down the street, uh, minding my business. I was going to wa- uh, water my buddy's plants, and this oh, teenager boy. just, I know, I know, a noble cause. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> and this, yeah, this teen, I thought he was, I think he was trying to steal my phone or something. That's happened to me before where I just get uh, my phone ripped out of my hands. So I gripped my hand, my phone really hard and kind of pulled away because I just saw him looking at me weird. And then he lunged at me and punched me in the back. Of, I moved so he punched me in the back of the head and then he just sprinted off. Tom. Crazy. I, Tom. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say other than I'm just going to express myself unfiltered. And I don't know how you're going to take this. I don't know how the audience is going to take this. But my instinct is I wish you were back in L.A. so that I could help protect my co-host. <laughs> That's just what came to my heart. <laughs> we got to fly you out. to. Hold on. I'm going to call Comedy Central right now. We got to get Coach flown out to how New York. How dare they put hands on the greatest <laughs> joke detective in the- I won't stand for this. <laughs> you know, when you're a joke detective in the streets, there's always a villain trying to take you down. <laughs> it's like when my car got broken into. These people are always trying to stop me. The the joke villains of the world who who want jokes to be forgotten. They Tom, say, Tom, you you're one of the, you're one of the nicest, you know, most well intentioned people in the industry and i'm being 100 with that just based on our on our dialogue and people are robbing you beating you up i'm like what 
You're not I, making a good crazy. case for New York right now. I know, I know, and I love it. And I still was like, I made a point of walking around later, and like, I was like, I'm not going to let this freak me out. Because the guy just sprinted off. The weirdest thing is it was just awkward. Because I'm not going to chase this kid down the street. like, And he was with a bunch of uh, friends and stuff. And so I was like, I'm not going to chase this teen around. Like, how dare you? So I just had to be like, all right. And then I just kept walking. It was, yeah. And a bunch of people saw it. It was broad daylight. It was 3.30 in the afternoon. 3.30 in the afternoon? Broad daylight, Did coach. this guy look mentally healthy like he looked like i mean he, he was a teen wits. yeah he, I, it was yeah he just seemed fine he wasn't like i mean he was an asshole but yeah he didn't seem like crazy he just seemed like an asshole all right we have one more clip for you guys today and uh i i'm really happy to bring it to you this is a fellow hoosier uh indiana's own megan gailey and uh this is a clip from her comedy central half hour you can see the whole thing on cc.com without further ado here is megan gailey do you play fantasy football? No, no, just too busy making women come. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, sometimes a guy will be like, I'm in five leagues. It's like, do you know where a clit is? Uh, maybe you should focus on that before you're trying to make high-end trade deadlines. I love fantasy football, because I know where a clit is, so I can play. Uh, it's higher than you think. Um, I love it. So I'm, I was in three leagues last year. I won every single one of them. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, the feminism is overwhelming. Uh, it gets a little less impressive. The first league was all comedians. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm the only one with a computer. Uh, yeah, you can't like write it in a notebook and mail it to Goodell. The second league was all my guy friends from high school. So this one was really, really serious. They really wanted to win. They needed this. Like I've seen their wives on Facebook. So when I won, they were so pissed. Like, you know what, Megan? Fantasy football isn't even real. I'm like, what? <laughs> That thing with fantasy in the title? Like, yeah, I get it. I don't watch Harry Potter like it's a fucking documentary. <laughs> the third league, that was the, the third league I was in. An all-female fantasy football league called Sacks in the City. <laughs> I wish that was a lie. These bitches wanted me to lose, too. They did everything in their power to make sure I couldn't win. Right before we did the draft, all the gals got together and they decided that we weren't allowed to pick any players who had ever committed any violence against women. It's like, uh, okay. I guess I'll take six punters and air bud. All right, that was Megan Gailey from her Comedy Central half hour on cc.com. You can see the whole thing. And if you like the show today, just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom Takargrithm. If you like Garfunkel and Oates and David O'Doherty, I think you should check out Caitlin Cook and AJ Holmes. I think you'll like them a lot. And uh, like, subscribe, share the show, all that good stuff. Follow Coach T at Coach 
underscore T-E-A, and I'm at Tom Takar, T-H-A-K-K-A-R for that last name. Send in jokes, uh, go through the CC website, and send in emails with joke detectives, all that good stuff, at S-U-T-T-Pod at gmail.com. We will see you next week with more of the podcast. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.